Welcome. I would like to thank you for joining me and tuning into the Kingdom Channel, where we are publishing the good news of the gospel and teaching the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ throughout these last days and tumultuous times. In today's episode, I'm going to be covering the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. If you haven't already listened to my second episode, Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, I would like you to take a pause and listen to that episode because this episode is going to be building on top of all the information that I dispelled in that episode. Because it is important to know where we have come from to know which direction we are headed. Israel had a previous covenant with the God of heaven. After the God of heaven showed himself faithful on the behalf of Israel by setting them free from slavery from the hand of the Egyptians by sending seven deadly plagues on Egypt, protecting Israel, lastly, he showed them to be their salvation by parting the Red Sea and all the Israelites walked on the land. They will inherit a land flowing with milk and honey. On the way to that land in the wilderness, the God of heaven made a unbreakable, unshakable promise, a covenant with the people of Israel saying that I've chosen you to be my holy nation above all other nations on the planet. If you will hearken diligently to my commandments and do not sway to the left or to the right, then all these blessings will overtake you. Moses stood in the wilderness before all of the camp of Israel and before the God of heaven as the man of God. As the God of heaven through Moses gave the people of Israel commandments, making a covenant saying, if you will obey my commandments, then you will be blessed. But we know and we see throughout time that Israel has had a hard time holding on to the commandments of the God of heaven, Yahweh. They would forsake the commandments of Yahweh and run after other gods. After the Ten Commandments and the very first commandment says that you shall have no other gods before me. I am a jealous God. But yet they broke this commandment by worshiping idols made of gold and stone and wood, dead gods and not the living God. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 reads, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was in husband to them, says the Lord. But this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. So we see here evidence that Israel was unable to follow the commands and the covenant 
made with their forefathers in the, in the wilderness. The people of Israel and the descendants, generations after generation, they would either forget, totally forget about God and have no recollection of him. Even that is sin. Because the command was, if you hearken diligently and obey my commands, but if you have no knowledge of the commands, then how can you obey them? That's why it was written by the prophet Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest unto me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. So now we need a savior. We need forgiveness for sins. And the Messiah was sent to reconcile us back to God, forgiving us for sin. But with the Messiah came a new covenant, grace versus the law. So here we have it. Israel forever under God's curse because they forever cannot follow and obey God's commands to receive the blessing. If only we would follow the commands and not stray for them, then we will receive the blessing. Maybe one generation or two generations would receive God's blessings. Then three generations after that, they would totally forget God. So now we have a recurring problem that needs fixing. Matthew 9 verse 16 says, No man puts a piece of new cloth onto an old garment, for that which is put to fill up the hole takes from the garment, and the tear is made even worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, unless the bottles will break and the wine runs out and all is wasted. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. You can't seek to please God with the old law of Moses because we have already seen evidence that Israel will fail time after time trying to please God with the old law. We need a new law, a new covenant. And that covenant came by means of the Messiah, Jesus. That, that new covenant comes by saying, I can't do it alone, that we need forgiveness, we are sinners, and we need to take up the new law, and that comes from your one and only pleasing son. So Jesus, the Messiah, after being baptized, after coming up out of the water and the Spirit of God descending onto him like a dove, after he was baptized, he was sent into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. And coming from that temptation with victory, Matthew chapter 7, verse 17 says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the prophet Isaiah, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtalim by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light. And to them which sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has sprung up. 
Matthew chapter 5, these are called the Beatitudes. These are the commands of the Messiah. These are the attitude and the personality every kingdom of heaven citizen should have and bear on their hearts. So from that point on, Jesus began to work for the kingdom of God. Here as a side note, I'm not sure where it's come from in today's church where a message of prosperity, a message of money has been taught amongst the people in the church. Because I see it, Jesus only had one message and only one sermon, which is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We aren't taught about the kingdom of heaven. Why is that? So after Jesus began doing a few miracles, healing a few sick people, his fame began to spread amongst the land and crowds and cities and multitudes of people began to follow him. Matthew chapter five says, and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came to him and he opened his mouth and taught them saying, when Moses was in the wilderness, he was above all the people standing in between God and the people. Likewise, Jesus going on top of this mountain, he is standing before God and before the people as a mediator. And he opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for, the, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Jesus here is beginning to lay out the new covenant of the kingdom of God. His only message and his only servant, sermon was repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. A new government has come upon the land, a new system. The old system is done away with. Take up the new system. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how will it be salty again? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill can't be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a basket, but they put it on a candlestick to give it light to everybody that's in the house. So let your light so shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Do not think that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass the law till all is fulfilled. 
Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach other men to do so, he also shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do them and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall no wise enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now the scribes and the Pharisees were religious leaders who were very, very well written and well versed in the old Mosaic law. And Jesus says that if your righteousness does not surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees, then you will no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. So you got to do away with the old law and take up the new law. In Matthew 5 verse 21, we see some stark differences between the old law and the new law. Verse 21 reads, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. This one basically says, the old law said, thou shalt not kill, or you will be judged. But Jesus says, he says, but I say unto you, in verse 22, that even if you're angry with your brother, you shall be in danger of judgment. If you're angry with your brother without a cause, you shall be in danger of the judgment. Therefore, in verse 23, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and remembers that you have an ought against your brother, Leave your gift there on the altar and go your way. First, be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Forgiveness is in the kingdom of heaven. Agree with thine adversary quickly while he is in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you into the judge and deliver you and the judge deliver you into to the officer and cast you into the prison. Verily I say unto thee, that thou shalt by no means come out thence until you have paid the othermost sense. You've paid the price. You have heard that it was said of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And that if your right eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is more profitable for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven than one of your members perish, than your whole body be cast into hell. And if your right hand offend you, cut it off and cast it from you. It is more profitable for you that one of your members shall perish and not have your whole body cast into hell. It's been said, Whosoever shall put his away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, cause her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her is, that is divorced, commits adultery.
Again, you have heard it's been said by them of old time, thou shalt not forswear by thyself, but that shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, neither by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because you can't make one hair of your head white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, or nay, nay. For whatsoever is more of these comes from an evil heart. You have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil. You don't resist evil. But whosoever shall smite you on the cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And if a man will sue you by the law to take away your cloak, let him have your other coat also. Whosoever shall compel you to go with you a mile, you go with him two miles. Give unto him that asks of you, and from him that will borrow of you, do not turn, turn him away. You have heard that it is said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and send rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward ye have ye? Do not even the publicans and the tax collectors do the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do so? But be ye perfect, therefore, as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. I am reading to you the new covenant of the kingdom of heaven. New laws, new bylaws. Do away with the old laws and take up the new laws. Chapter 6. Take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen by them. Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when you do your alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, that they may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have had their reward. But when you do your alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand do, that thine alms may be done in secret, and thy father, which sees in secret, shall reward thee openly. And when you pray, do not pray as the hypocrites do, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, that they have their reward. But will you, when you pray, enter into your closet, and when you have shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly.
But when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that for their much speaking they shall be heard. Be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. Moreover, when you, fit, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad expression, for they disfigure their face that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you that they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint thine head and wash your face, that you may not appear unto them to fast, but unto the Father which sees in secret, he shall reward you openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust can corrupt, and where thieves cannot break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if your eye be evil or twain, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than the meat? and the body more than clothing? Look at the fowls in the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are they not much more valuable than you? And which one of you by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature? And why do you take thought for clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they do not toil, or they do not spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not more, much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? or wherewithal shall we be clothed? 
for all, after all these things do the pagans seek after. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Chapter 7 Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why behold the mote that is in your brother's eye, but doesn't, do not consider the beam of wood that is in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, let me pull out the mote that is in your eye, and behold, a beam of wood is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and thou, then thou shalt be seen clearly to cast out the mote that is in your brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast your pearls before the swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and trample you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives, and he that seeks, finds, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you? Of, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give good gifts to them that acts of him. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do also even unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bear forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bear forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. And not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter in the, into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we not cast out devils? And in thy name done many great works? And I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, 
ye workers of iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it did not fall, because it was founded on a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and do not do them shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, Jesus had ended these sayings, and the people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. As I bring this episode to a close, I will recap what I have just gone over. Now, I said, and by the prophet Jeremiah, God said that he will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. Jesus came with that new covenant with the new laws called the Beatitudes. John fourteen fifteen says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the father and he shall give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang on all the law and the prophets. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, verse 26. In my next episode, I'm going to be giving you a lesson on prayer. How to get your prayers answered by God how to properly pray by God, and why aren't your prayers being answered? Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into the Kingdom Channel, and be blessed, beloved family.